0: The SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now offering a weekend basketball bonus place four $50 basketball bets. And regardless of the outcome, you'll get a $50 free bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com to start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by StableDuel. StableDuel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure you download the SGPN app. It is your home for all of our free picks and our podcasts. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. I, as always, am your host, Rod Gomez, Joining me because the USFL is not the USFL in the SGPN without one justin mark uh, again i he's just my go-to guy for usfl and in fact he's just a, my go-to guy all around justin uh you just may not know this but you are the wind beneath my my wings my friend
1: <laughs> well thank you i appreciate that happy to be here
0: absolutely sounding very sexy too i, I noticed you've upgraded <laughs> your uh, your microphone and i love it
1: thank you yeah it's pretty nice
0: now we're microphone buddies yeah uh, all right. So, my friend, uh, you've had a pretty uh, wild <laughs> week uh, with the with, uh, weather over there and where you're at. So, uh, thankfully, you survived, you survived a tornado to bring us USFL news today.
1: Yeah, it was a crazy day on Saturday in Iowa with a EF4 tornado and then followed by snow on Sunday. Ugh,
0: God bless it. I mean, did you <laughs> feel like you were living through the movie Twister?
1: It, you know, it was it was my first tornado I've seen in person, so I was just kind of in awe. I'm out there standing on the deck. In hindsight, we're like, why are we out on the deck? We should have been in the basement, you know, safe and sound down there. But, yeah, it was something to see, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> the the views of safety expressed on the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast do not reflect the views of the company. Woo! Yeah, that's man. right. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we're glad you survived. Uh, and we, my friend, are getting ever so closer to the supplemental USFL draft where they're going to fill out the rest of their rosters. Uh, but we are going to continue our dive into who they have so far. Uh, I, we, we decided to go ahead and pick a few more wide receivers, a few more running backs, a couple more tight ends to get you more familiar because, drum roll, Friday is going to be the live mock draft show here at the SGPN for the USFL. And uh, I know you're going to be a part of it, Justin. I'm going to be a part of it. A couple extra special guests that we're bringing in uh, from part of the live show, from the live draft reaction. And it's just going to be a ton of fun, but we have much uh, research to do with <laughs> these guys. Because these guys that we picked this week, uh, are, or the, yeah, this episode, they're not the names that everybody's familiar with. There's a couple of familiar names if you're familiar with spring football in general. But by and large... These names, you probably have not heard of them. So we're going to educate you, get you acquainted with some of these guys, and uh, hopefully get you ready to crush your USFL drafts, and then maybe even daily in the process. So, um, Justin, we have got a full slate ahead of us. Let's start with the guy that you chose, and that's Stevie Scott. He is a running back now for the Michigan Panthers. Stevie Scott, again, not a household name, but could be. By the time it's all said and done in Indiana product. So tell us more about Stevie Scott.
1: Yeah. So when I watch football, my favorite runners are the guys that make contact those guys that just run through like a freight train. And that is Stevie Scott. He is a hard runner. Uh, When he came out of the um, college from Indiana in 2020, the drafts all said he had muscles on top of his muscles. He's just a huge guy. Great in pass protection. Um, had 2,543 yards in college with a four and a half yard per carry average, 30 touchdowns. He was scoring 10 a year. So, um, good amount of yards there had 82 yards a game. Sometimes you think of your freight train guy only being the goal line back, not the case with Stevie Scott and he's playing good teams too. You know, Ohio state, Michigan, Michigan state. He had 97 yards and two touchdowns versus Michigan in 2020, Spent a little time with the Saints and the Broncos in 2021. Uh, Didn't stick around. He kind of, the NFL thought he kind of lacked that initial speed burst. Um, But I think he's going to really excel in the USFL. I think he's going to be a guy that's hard to tackle. He's going to score a bunch of touchdowns. And um, I'm really excited from what I've seen from his game tape.
0: So listed there is six 231. God knows if he's even that big anymore, or I mean, he's going to be that tall. I'm sure he doesn't shrink. But uh, two thirty one for a running back is is thing. But something that jumps out to me right away is this: when you look at his freshman year, he ran for eleven hundred yards in his freshman year. That that's pretty impressive. I mean, especially in the Big Ten, uh, most of the time you don't get a lot of carries as a freshman. But This guy came out, got 228 attempts, 100, or 1,137 yards as a freshman. Uh, and then, of course, I, I like his sophomore year, too. He had 26 catches, 211 yards. I mean, look, that doesn't scream dual threat back, but it shows that he's got the capability of actually catching some passes, which, of course, as we've talked about before, in spring leagues, in the USFL in the XFL, wherever you play that's not the NFL, and even in the NFL to a certain extent. But these spring are important because the quarterbacks don't always have the protection or, or necessarily the giant arm to carry them through. So when you have a guy that can catch passes around you in the backfield, definitely a good insurance policy to have, and he, he's proven that he can do that. So Stevie Scott looks to be... a a pretty decent addition maybe the starter for the panthers yeah
1: yeah i think he will be and i i like i said with the touchdowns the consistency he had in college i think he's going to um do really well fantasy wise scoring touchdowns i think he's going to maintain that consistency in the usfl
0: 10 touchdowns a year. It was exactly 10 touchdowns a year. That was the crazy thing about it. You, you don't hardly ever see that, but exactly 10 touchdowns. They were like, maybe at the ninth touchdown, maybe it was the last game. And they're like, ah, we got to get, we got to get Stevie his tenth <laughs> touchdown, give it to him at the goal line, let him bruise it through. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you, you want that out of your back, especially fantasy wise. You got to score touchdowns. Absolutely. So, uh, all right, let us move on. This is a name that most spring leaguers are familiar with. Oh, God, I keep pushing the wrong button. I get so acquainted. I'm doing like inside baseball, guys. I'm doing like three or four podcasts now. So the <laughs> buttons are are not my friends anymore. Uh, all right, let's move on. Trey Williams, somebody that the AAF fans are familiar with from his time with the Commanders. Not the Washington kind, but the San Antonio Commanders. But he actually, uh, he bounced around quite a bit. To be honest with you, Trey Williams is one of those guys popped into the league in 2015. Started with the Redskins, spent some time with the Cowboys, Patriots, Dolphins, uh, Colts, Steelers, Argos of the CFL, Cowboys, then the Commanders, then the Dragons, back to the Stampeders, back to the Argos, and now with the Generals. Whew! I mean, reading off his resume already is is uh, in and of itself exhausting. So, never really got to stick on a on a way on a roster. But uh, we saw him look good in the, for the Commanders, and we saw him look good for the Dragons, for that matter. Like The the Dragons running game was on point at that point, and uh, I, I really think that he showed some promise. So uh, you pick Trey Williams, serve him up. Oh, you didn't. I yeah, so didn't. That's all right.
1: <laughs> you, yep, <laughs> um, He's kind of the exact opposite of Stevie Scott. He's not a run-through-you guy. He's a make-you-miss guy. Uh, he's got great vision, a great jump cut, And in college, 15 plus yards on 13.6% of his carries, which 13.6% doesn't probably sound like a lot, but that's a lot of yards to be gaining on 13% of your carries. He's a gadget player and he's an offensive weapon. He creates mismatches on the field, um, can catch the ball, can line up in the backfield, run your jet sweeps. Um, He's got a lot of ability to line up everywhere and make an issue for the defense.
0: Yeah, and and really again, when you when you talk about a guy that has spring league experience or, the, or at least plays in the spring, uh, you definitely you look for that. Now in with San Antonio, he averaged about five point one three yards a carry, uh, and then we are going to go to his XFL stats, but they're they're trying to tell me that this is not secure. Whatever, who cares? Uh, all right, so with with the Dragons, uh, he had three attempts, sixteen yards. His best game was eleven attempts for forty five yards. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, wasn't anything to write home about, but uh, still good. He had a touchdown in there as well. Uh, but again, he's he's a guy that car- comes with some experience with him, a- and you need that, and you want that. And now I'm looking for his AAF rushing stats because I had him right there. Uh, yeah, so he was 40 attempts, 205 yards, and a touchdown for the Commanders. Um it's clicking around. So, yeah, anyways, Trey Williams has that type of, of thing that you're looking for for him. And and look, to me, the generals are, are going to probably end up leaning on their running game a, a lot to begin with because neither one of their quarterbacks are necessarily all that um, experienced in terms of the rest of the, the roster. So I, I think Williams is probably going to get a lot of run, and, and they're going to lean on him quite a bit early. So I'm, I'm going to look for him in, in fantasy rosters.
1: Yeah, and he had a 1,300 yards in college on 204 carries, 18 touchdowns, also had 38 receptions and a touchdown. So guy, again, that can catch the ball out of the backfield when he needs to.
0: Absolutely. Uh, all right,
1: so we move on to another. Well, now we move
0: on to the what, third running back in our groups. Uh, CJ Maribel. This is a name, again, that you're probably not all that familiar with, but uh, it, it looking to be and looking to break out probably getting his first real good look uh, as a Birmingham stallion coming in, in, in the actual pros. Cause I think he's a, he was one of the guys that was uh, a victim of the, the COVID kind of in between years where there wasn't necessarily anything that anybody could go to because camps were closed and all that. So I don't think he got a really good look, but um, serve up some CJ Marable for us, Justin.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with him because the bears brought him in for a little bit. As an undrafted free agent, he ended up getting beat out by Khalil Herbert, who started a couple games this last season and looked really good. Um, CJ's really versatile. He's another offensive weapon, and he's very reliable in the run game. Only three fumbles lost in over 500 carries in college. He creates vertical mismatches in passing because he's very fast, and he catches the ball very well. Um in the three years at Coastal Carolina, 2,691 yards, 29 touchdowns for running. And then he had 703 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. So 41 total touchdowns in college. Um, he is a playmaker. I'm excited to see what he can do um, now that he's getting his his shot in the professional league. And um, I think he's going to be one of the best running backs.
0: So you look at some of his his stats, his longest rush in his career. Uh, 59 yarder, uh, I three touchdowns in a game, 47. I mean, these are all great stats per game too, and and for a good game. Um, and and you know, again, when you're looking for guys to contribute, these guys didn't get a shot. You know, they didn't get to show themselves to the public. And there there are a lot of folks that are high on CJ Marrable. I, I know that when we were doing the live show, uh, there were some folks that were really talking him up. And you know, you just you want to see. What you can see out of these guys and and again is is coastal carolina didn't play a whole lot of scrubs either uh they they had some pretty good opponents they played texas uh, state byu we know BYU is pretty good they played liberty uh that was pretty good so against byu that this was impressive in 2020 he had 23 carries 132 yards and uh, two touchdowns in that game against texas state 16 carries 157 yards three touchdowns in fact he had Three straight games of over 120 yards in that span. So, yeah, I mean, and you load him up, and he can carry the load for you, and that's really what you need early on, especially in these leagues.
1: Absolutely. An NFL player I kind of relate him to is uh, Treat Cohen on the Bears. In fact, when they picked Marble up, I thought they were kind of picking up a duplicate, and that was going to hurt his chances of making the team.
0: Well, he's not uh, really getting hurt for joining the Birmingham Stallions of the USFL, so we'll definitely get a chance to see him shine quite hopefully. Uh, but you know, these got drafted in the first day or two, uh, in the first few rounds, especially that they were allowing him to to draft running backs and wide receivers. What are the chances that we see these guys as starters in week three? Even.
1: Yeah, I think. Um all the guys have a chance to start, really. I mean, if you talk, think about they only have 35 players on the roster, and most of the teams only had two running backs until our supplemental draft. So, you know, whether they they were picked in the first round of running backs, the second, I think it's anybody's game. Um, they just got to show up. They got to show up in practice, and and I think they, anybody can run away with starting. That's what's going to make it difficult for us wanting to draft fantasy football players, though.
0: And that's what I'm getting at, too. You know, you got to you really when you draft these guys, you have to understand that you got to draft deep. In fact, if you're drafting with a group of folks and, and you don't get like 15 bench spots, I don't know, just ask for a lot of bench spots because uh, you're going to need to draft at least four or five of, of each position just because attrition is a thing. In these spring leagues, you know whether it's they're going to camps, whether it's they're going uh, to just go away because they didn't make them. Uh, you you have to know. So be be uh, gentle with if you're a commissioner, be gentle with your league because there's <laughs> going to be a lot of unknowns going into this season, uh, and that's just you know not just the rosters but the players themselves and guys like Brandon Mack for the Pittsburgh Maulers, one of their receivers that they got taken. In the first few rounds of the draft, as far as who they let him go, uh, you know, another guy that didn't get a chance to really do much. He graduated in 2020 uh, from um, was it Texas Tech, right? Yep. No, 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 no Temple.
1: Temple. Yep. Temple.
0: I was looking at the T. Uh, from Temple. <laughs> but see, this is the thing with these guys. We don't know him yet. We'll get to know him. Uh, but he went to Temple, and yeah, in 2020 graduated. Didn't necessarily get a shot. To go to any camps, uh, didn't get a shot at the combine, so here he is now uh, on on the USFL roster for the Maulers. So tell us more about Brendan Mack.
1: Yeah, so in our first show when we were talking about fantasy football players, I talked about the Maulers having a run first uh, mentality. Brendan Mack, I think, fits perfectly in the play action game. He's six foot five, so he's got a very imposing size, and he uses it well really good route runner with a huge catch radius. I think there's going to be a lot of play action and just chuck it up. And he's going to be that guy coming down with the ball. He's tough to tackle. Um, he just, he really uses that six foot five body. Well, um, only played seven games his senior year in 2020 he Has 32 games experience total in college, eight, 1,819 yards, 15 touchdowns also had 33 yards rushing. So they threw him in a little bit there. Um, And he, in 2021, he had a little experience, um, in the NFL level with Denver. They brought him in initially. He did not make the team. Um, but yeah, I just think because of his size and his catch radius, and again, how I vision that Mahler's offense running, I think he's going to fit perfectly and going to be a guy that ends up getting a lot of touchdowns.
0: So he averaged, let's see no that's that's not that But anyways he he had 904 yards a game in the 2019 or 904 yards total in the 2019 season uh words are tough today i don't know what it is about it but uh yeah so anyways he he, close to a thousand yards there at temple temple's a good school right i mean they they're obviously uh not the best of of programs but these these small school these smaller school guys it's it's so tough to bring statistics sometimes into it because um, it's either a they didn't have that great a statistical year which is why they didn't get the NFL looks or they had this amazing statistical year but they played in the their opponents weren't that good but um, you know Temple def- definitely played some decent schools when when Brandon Mack
1: was uh, a receiver so. I said on our last show, I did not see a lot of tall cornerbacks or safeties. So I think, you know, he's going to be able to use his size to really go up and just out jump those guys.
0: Yeah, we've touched a lot on on out jumping those guys and and just needing to be able to be taller than the DB in order to to get those jump balls. Because quarterbacks are probably going to be throwing quite a bit of them. Uh, And I know that Darius Shepard, we talked about the generals receiving position and we're going to talk a little more about their receiving position, uh, because Darius Shepard is now a member of the New Jersey Generals. And uh, he's got a little bit of a checkered NFL past as well, played well with the Packers a little bit from 2019 to 2020. Uh, then the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Vikings, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. He bounced around a lot in that spring uh, of last two years ago, actually now. So, yeah, I mean, for me, Darius Shepard, you, you remember the name and you go, where do I remember that name from? And it's probably because he got signed by one of your favorite teams. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, but anyways, what, what more can you tell us about Darius Shepard and and where he's going to fit on this New Jersey generals uh, offense?
1: Yeah. So he's a three time champion for the FCS. And, uh, then he was the NCAA division championship MVP, uh, his senior year. Um, And like you said, played for the Packers. He had six receptions for 47 yards in 2020. And, you know, I've watched being a bears fan. I've had to watch the Packers a lot. And Aaron Rodgers does coach those wide receivers up. It's not just the coaches it's Rodgers too. So you got to imagine he took away valuable information and valuable coaching from that has a lot of kick return experience. He's a slot wide receiver who just knows how to get open. He, um, you know everything I watched on him. He gets open a lot. He's quick. He can change direction quickly. Um, he led his draft class in yards per route run from the slot. I think he probably just did not get as much recognition since he played in the FCS instead of one of your Power Fives. But yeah, he's a fast guy and four years' experience kick returning, which I think will also benefit him as far as playing for the Generals.
0: I think if you have experience catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, and then you look down the list of, of the other guys, right? I mean, Mahomes. Well, yeah, Mahomes in twenty twenty one, Kyler Murray, uh, even you had Kirk Cousins and and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I granted, I, I know he didn't probably didn't play on the same field as all of these guys, but during practices and these spring camps, they do right. They play a lot with the first uh, teamers just to see if they got the chops to do it. So. He's caught passes from some pretty good quarterbacks leading up until his time with the USFL now.
1: For sure. And, you know, we don't see a lot of receivers in the USFL that have actual NFL game experience, like maybe preseason or maybe they were on the 99 rosters or whatever, but in actual NFL games. And I think that that is going to pay off because they probably won't have as much jitters. They won't be as nervous. They'll just they'll have the flow down and they'll know what to expect.
0: That is one of the biggest things when you look at these guys, the the ones that have the NFL snaps. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's exactly where I was going to. Is is you've got these guys that have been in front of the tens of thousands of people in an NFL stadium before. And I'm pretty sure that being in front of the, the folks in Birmingham, uh, it's going to be electrifying. But you got to think that they're going to know how to temper those because they've done it before. They've been there before.
1: Absolutely. Side note, did you see tickets are only $10? Oh,
0: man, I wish. I wish that I was somewhere near Birmingham right? so I could go. That, that'd that be fantastic. Uh, $10. Guys, if you're even within the area, go get some tickets. 10 bucks to go watch yeah. professional football?
1: Please. Yeah, definitely worth it.
0: Definitely worth it. Uh, and definitely worth it as well if you are on WinBet because right now, is the perfect time to bet on basketball and win bet is helping you cash. You get a basketball parlay bonus. If you uh you receive a ten dollar free bet. When you win, lose, or push a $20 four-leg parlay on basketball between Monday and Thursday. On the weekend, you can receive a $50 free bet when you win, lose, or push four $50 bets on Saturday through Sunday basketball games. The weekend bonus parlay can be used toward all the upcoming college basketball action as well as the NBA. And for new WinBet Casino customers, they're now offering a 100% First deposit match up to $1,000. That's right, 100% 100 getting so choked up. Deposit match up to $1,000. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It's a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stables, play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $25,000 with just one entry. Do you not know anything about horses? I don't, don't worry. (laughs) The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. So get in the app, create your account, start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or you can even play against our stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winter circle. Play, race, win. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you may as well be giving away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes like the kids. Yeah, those prying eyes. That's why I use IP Vanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure. On the internet, IP Vanish helps you browse safely through the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know that it's on. Stop sharing the world with everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.65 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use that promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Five down, five to go as we break down more USFL players to get you all set and ready for your USFL fantasy needs, whether it's season long, whether it's uh, DFS, whether you're placing USFL bets, because Justin, you've got a great article on the website now about the fact that the USFL is actually going to be in the betting world, yeah?
1: things confirmed they would have it i'm sure other sports books are going to follow and it's exciting there's going to be uh hopefully some futures dropping soon and then of course game bets so it's something to look forward to
0: it is absolutely something you can look forward to and of course uh look forward to all the usfl stuff that's coming out and that will come out now uh just a little hint you guys gonna hear it first rankings rankings about to come out here pretty soon for our usfl fantasy folks uh i mean <laughs> i i was digging into the rankings justin and i, I was looking around going yeah this is a crapshoot at this point but I, i'll just i'll continue to to look and and evaluate but what did you do like how did you tackle the rankings
1: yeah so um i had researched a lot of these guys just to kind of watching game tape see how they play what style they play And just kind of went based on what I liked from what I saw from them. So, but I agree. It was, uh, especially when you get down to like the end of the wide receivers, it's like "Mm, this guy, maybe, (laughs) you know, um, when you get towards the end there, it was hard to decide who to pick. And I went back in since you and I have both kind of put our rankings in and I was like, okay, we're really close there. We're way off on that one. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, again,
0: a lot of them, is just a dartboard throw. You're like, okay, here we go, and that name, sweet. That's what I'm going to write in there. Yeah, once Absolutely. you got down to the end of them. I mean, look, there, and the guys like this guy that we're going to talk about right now, let's go ahead and move right on into Cavante Turpin. I, I'm pretty sure I had him ranked high. I'm going to pull up the rankings. Oh, did I have to close it out? All right. Well, I'll, I'll pull up my rankings in a second as you're making your point for him. But Cavante uh, Turpin, I again, I remember him out of the spring league, actually. And he was doing some Spring League work, or not Spring League, but uh, Fan Control Football League. Uh, he was part of that, the Fan Control Football League. And because now Fan Control, you didn't actually have a team. You basically just got drafted to a different team every week. So he wasn't a member of the team, he was part of the league. But I remember him being good there, and I remember him catching a lot of passes from, uh, from the quarterbacks that he had. So uh, TCU Horn Frog, but uh, yeah, Kevontae Turpin, tell us a little bit more about him.
1: Yeah, so this is kind of like a guy, uh, we talked about DeAndre Johnson, about what if in their career. Kavante Turbin's kind of the same. In 2018, his senior year, he was one of the top college prospects, but then he ended up being released by TCU for violating school policies after only seven games. And then he was gaining some traction of maybe being an undrafted free agent in the NFL, and there was an assault situation. And so the NFL teams were basically done with him at that point, it seemed like. But he's got a lot of speed. He's got blazing speed and um, you know, 5'9, 151 pounds. So he's a smaller guy, but he's got a lot of speed, runs a 43840. and uh, TC at TCU, he had 1,748 yards and 13 touchdowns. So and 2,726 kick return yards, which is a lot of kick return yards. So he he's gonna provide value to the generals there as well. Um, it's just, it's really interesting to think what would have happened had he, you know, played throughout his senior year, not had the off field issues, because I think he's a guy that would have been contributing in the NFL. Now he gets his chance on a professional level at the USFL. And I I think that he's, you know, he's a fast guy that people are going to have trouble keeping up with.
0: Yeah. And I have him ranked fifth. That's, that's where I have him. I have a lot of faith in him. Because I'm telling you, man, my my bias toward watching these guys and even just recently, you know, again, with with the fan control football league, because his name came up quite a bit in that league. And so he's top of mind. He's in my in my just brain as far as knowing that he's good. I've seen him on the field. So I like I said, I have him fifth and it's crazy because I wouldn't think that I would have him that high. But uh, there he is.
1: I, I must have copied your rankings because it looks like I also have him at five.
0: I, you know, I was clicking around too. I was like, ah, oh, you do have him at five as well. So look at that. Yeah. We we share it <laughs> absolutely. So both of us consensus fifth best receiver on the board between me and Justin. Uh, look at that. We agreed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, again, I, I I just feel like he's talented. I've watched him play, and and when you see the thing about it is that the spring league or not the spring league, I keep the fan controlled football league. <laughs> It's in the spring. It is not the spring league. Uh, but the fan control football league, you used to get drafted on on different teams just about every week. So you didn't know which quarterback you were playing with. But it didn't matter what quarterback he was playing with. He always seemed to be in the mix and always seemed to be uh, part of that that outcome of that game. And the quarterbacks ended up trusting him a lot by the end of the uh, the time You know, it was there. So I love me some Cavante Turpin. If that is somebody that is on the board, for you go ahead take them and, and have some fun uh, all right we talked about guys with uh, with NFL experience and uh, Taiwan Taylor comes in with quite a bit of it now we we talked about this before in our in our little chat as we were getting ready we didn't have a whole lot of New Orleans breakers players and and I and I wondered why and I thought about it and I was like why don't we have uh, you're right we didn't have very many breakers players well because their roster is full of people that you're like who and uh right. and so that's why we didn't pick any for the initial the big splashy names are not on the breakers uh but get to digging and taewon taylor actually is is a player that may be a little bit overlooked in this situation so um tell us a little more about taewon taylor and, and his nfl experience because you talk about catching passes from folks taewon taylor's actually played in quite a few nfl games
1: Yeah, so after doing some more research today before the show, um, he's probably going to have to go up on my ranking some. Uh, Coming out of college, out of Western Kentucky, he was compared to Stephon Diggs, which I mean, I think we can all agree is an absolute amazing receiver in the NFL today. Um, Taylor's a solid route runner. He changes directions fluidly enough that it just looks random. Looks like he's just randomly going a different direction, which makes it really hard to cover him. Gets a lot of separation and he's said to be a really good competitor. Six hundred and ninety-seven yards and two touchdowns in the NFL for the Titans. There again is a guy that he's gonna, you know, get those stadium lights and not get frazzled. All of that crowd all around him is not gonna bother him because he's used to it.
0: I've got him at twenty-one. That's where I've got him right now. I'm looking for where you've got him. Uh, thirty-four. Thirty-four. Holy cow. Yeah, you got him really low. Uh yeah. I mean I I think what I when I was looking at it, I don't know why I have him so low. Maybe I do need to raise him up too. Because I've got him behind guys that I probably shouldn't have them behind. Guys that actually weren't necessarily all that I've got him behind. Well, I don't know. maybe maybe I can move him up to probably fifteenth. But I mean I don't know that I can move them over guys like Jeff Badett jojo Ward or victor bolden even um i don't know i gotta i gotta reevaluate as well
1: (laughs) it's crazy yeah like you said it's kind of like throwing darts at dartboard um did have 4234 yards and 41 touchdowns in college 16.7 yards per catch so that's pretty impressive
0: and that's probably why he ended up getting looked at so much by NFL teams and actually got to play I mean you're right he played with the Titans he was actually part of that team catching passes in that in that offense uh, you know and and we know how good the, well I mean it's a running offense but we know how good the receivers <laughs> have been there uh, in the past anyway so for him to be part of that that club uh, that and I have a feeling that he will probably end up being the de facto wide receiver one in that roster because you look at the other names on there and it's all just a bunch of guys that even if I, even if I were to read you off the names, you probably wouldn't know who they were uh, unless you Googled them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He has the best chance to go in there and lead that locker room, especially with the experience he has.
0: So, yeah, I'm looking for Taewon Taylor to end up being the the wide receiver one for the breakers by the end of the year. Uh, But, I mean, again, uh, he's, he's still overall, for me, a wide receiver, two, Even even in a wide receiver, one position, he's not, you know... Well, actually, wait, no. 20, 21, eight teams, so probably your wide receiver, three or four at this point. Uh, yeah. So, but, all right. Uh, all right, let's move on to the tight end position. We didn't really cover a whole lot of tight ends last time, so we're going to go ahead and sweep up that mess and give you three more tight ends to look at, because there's eight total in the league that are going to be starting on... on uh, you know, the, the game days. And one of them is Brandon Barnes. Now, if you are familiar with Brandon Barnes, you've probably watched either the AAF or the XFL and uh, and followed him and his exploits. He was part of the Memphis Express catching passes from uh, Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, baby. Uh, so <laughs> he's got some experience in the spring leagues. Uh, but yeah, Brandon Barnes, one of my favorites. He was with the LA Wildcats as well. Uh, really big guy and a big, big experienced tight end that I'm probably going to be high on too as well. Uh, but tell us a little more about Brandon Barnes, Justin.
1: Yeah, you said it. He is a big guy. Um, he's had some looks in the NFL from the Jets and the Raiders, um, but done most of his stuff with the XFL and the AAF. Um, looks like he had 208 yards uh, for Memphis and a touchdown, and then he got injured. But um, he's got long arms and good speed for his size. I mean, he's a big guy, but he can fly. Um, He's able to catch through contact. He's got really strong hands, and he's just strong in general. Not a lot of production at Alabama State, 436 yards and six touchdowns. Um, But I think that even says more to his talent, to the fact that that was his limited production at Alabama State, and yet he's still been able to hang around the professional leagues. And, um, it just kind of shows that he's, he's got talent and he's a competitor and he draws interest from these coaches and these scouts. And I think that's going to serve him well in the USFL. I think he's going to be a big touchdown red zone target.
0: I am a fan of exactly how big he is. You're right. He is a big, big guy. You have him third. I have him fourth. So we're right in the same area there. Um, again, but he's not a guy that was used all that often. And, and, you know, again, like I said, he, he was fun to watch, but he only had nine catches for 75 yards in with Memphis, and then he turns around with 12 receptions for 133 yards in the ever-so-short XFL season. But he did have a touchdown in that as well. Uh, he just never got used the way he would. And, and look, for the Wildcats, I get it. Because Josh Johnson was not looking at his tight ends. He had some outstanding wide receivers, and he could run. So he wasn't necessarily looking to use... His, uh, his tight ends as pass catchers. Uh, but the gamblers very well could end up trying to do that because they look like one uh, an offense that would like to use their tight ends.
1: Absolutely. And he has great blocking experience, which a blocking tight end stays on the field more, uh, which just l- opens him up to more opportunities in the pass game.
0: Yeah, I mean, he just releases off of a block and goes to catch a pass here and there. Uh, I-, I like his chances. Again, I, I don't I mean I love the way he looks and I love the way he plays but again the usage has been a thing for me which is probably why he's fourth for me uh, on on the list but halfway through right I mean he's halfway through that list he's he's a he's a starter but you're gonna start a tight end at all uh, which I may for actually sure. move him down a couple because the next couple of guys we're gonna talk about seem to me like I want to raise them up on my list uh, and that will just head right into uh, Matt Siebert. For the Pittsburgh Maulers, he is now their tight end. Uh, was a Michigan State Spartan and played again in, in those other leagues that uh, that we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, I mean, he's he's another guy with experience in a league that's not the NFL that uh, I think is, is valuable. Uh, in fact, most recently he was part of the Generals of the uh, uh, yeah of the Spring League. So I know because I watched that uh, that championship run. And he was part of that. So, yeah, tell us a little, more, little bit more about Matt Siebert.
1: Yeah, so he's a three letter winner in football, basketball, and baseball in high school. So, he's an extremely good athlete. Originally went to Buffalo, then transferred to Michigan State. This is just another big dude. Um, we're seeing that kind of in the USFL. That was kind of the mold they went after for tight ends. But he's six foot four, long armed, big bodied, big target guy. Spent a little bit of time with the Chargers. They'd actually signed him to a three-year deal, but he didn't stick around long enough to contribute. Uh, 2019 at Michigan State, he had 284 yards and three touchdowns. So nothing huge, but um, he's he's just so athletic that I think he's going to make an impact. He ran a 4.6940 at 251 pounds. Um, now, I'm not going to say how that relates to me, but I can tell you I cannot win a run a four six nine forty at all. Um, so he's just, he's a, just an athletic guy that I think is going to overpower people outrun linebackers, um, too tall for safeties. You know, he's a guy that he's going to be a big red zone target.
0: Red zone target. Yeah. He definitely ca- caught a couple touchdown passes in the spring league. Uh, but you know, again, I- I'm not, I'm not really all that high on his catch or pass catching potential, because I, I don't think he's going to be used properly uh, with the Maulers. I, I just, I almost don't see that happening where he's going to get an opportunity to actually play uh, a tight end and, and, and catch passes. So, I mean, we've seen the talent, but I don't know that it's necessarily uh, something that we can bank on for Matt Siebert. But, you know. we don't know as if we don't already know about anything. uh, The tight end position, even in the NFL is difficult. So like I said, I have him fifth. Uh, I may move him down to sixth uh, because the next guy we're going to talk about here in a few is somebody that I'll have over him uh, in in my opinion. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Tight ends a tough position to, to try to suss out even in its own right, let alone in a league where we don't even know how the offense is going to run.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I have him at fourth, and I, you know, that's mainly chasing touchdowns, just basing it off. I think he's going to be a good red zone target.
0: We can only hope. We can only hope. We're brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. March Madness is around the corner, and PropSwap is your place to cash in on the big dance. Every season, PropSwappers make thousands of dollars by simply buying and selling college basketball teams. You can always find the best because you're buying directly from other bettors. Like yourself, like Gil from New Jersey, who purchased a Murray State championship ticket on PropSwap at 225 to one odds, while the sportsbooks are only offering them at 150 to one odds. Now is the time to find those Cinderellas while the odds are high and cash out on PropSwap when the tourney starts. And when you're making your bets, remember to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to let it ride. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry. Download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering tickets, based on the best value. A free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. And of course, do not forget to download the SGPN app. It is now on the App Store and the Google Play Store giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcast. While you're at it, toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. We move on to the final tight end of the of the day, Daquan Hampton. This guy, I loved watching Daquan Hampton play. Uh definitely a good tight end for the the leagues in which uh, he played. <laughs> Uh, i loved watching him in the xfl loved watching him in the uh, xfl for sure so yeah i mean daquan hampton may have to move up my rankings because like i said i i I kind of i don't know what i was doing when i was making the tight end rankings i think i was just kind of closing my eyes and saying good luck everybody but uh yeah daquan hampton i think needs to be higher in my ranks Uh, what do you think justin
1: yeah um real quick i misspoke i have cyber at 6 I have Daquan Hampton at fourth on my tight end rankings. Um, so a little higher there. Another six foot four guy. He's 225 pounds. He actually took over for Brandon Barnes after Brandon Barnes was injured. So that's interesting. Um, he's a former wide receiver. He started at college at Long Beach City College. No idea where that is, but 1,693 yards and 19 touchdowns. Then transferred to USC and just didn't get as much playing time 238 yards and two touchdowns. But he's got that um, professional experience in the XFL and he's got very natural hands. You know, this is a guy that was a wide receiver. He's converted tight end now. So um, you got some tight ends that are really good receivers, you got some that are really good blockers. This guy's a very good receiver, being a former wide receiver. Um, and he's got a 41 and a half vertical jump which um, had he been invited to the combine would have put him third in receivers in 2020. So this is a guy that he's going to be able to go up and get the ball, huge red zone target again. And just having that experience and the, the wide receiver experience, I think he's going to get some yards too, not just be the the red zone target.
0: His XFL career four catches, 26 yards and a receiving touchdown, nothing lamp lighting about it, but I think if he would have gotten the opportunity to play more, uh, he definitely would have had an opportunity to show a little bit more as well because, uh, again, we all know that, that that got cut short. But he was looking good. He was looking good when he, when he played. Um, wasn't getting a lot of the opportunity. But, again, we talked about it with Brandon Barnes, right? It's the fact that uh, Josh Johnson wasn't necessarily throwing up the, the ball to his tight ends. So we didn't get a chance to really see everything that Daquan Hampton could do. But we're going to get a chance to. We really are. It's an opportunity for these guys to show themselves and to show what they can do to the to the entire nation. And, and for me, I'm looking forward to seeing what Daquan Hampton can do. And hopefully in Tampa Bay, he gets the love that he deserves.
1: Yeah, and I think he will. Um, I think he's just going to be a playmaker. Uh, when you look at all his tape and everything, I think that he's a guy that's going to step in there, has a little bit of professional experience, and uh, make plays. Well, I hope
0: he can make some plays. Like I said, uh, so I I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to move him up now. I mean, this is you're you're kind of getting the live the live reactions to the <laughs> rankings as we go. Like I said, I've got him sixth, uh, but I, I'm hoping that he's in a better situation. Again, tail end of the actual starting tight ends. <clears throat> just to go a little bit over what I think uh, as far as my rankings, I know that I've got Truesdale and Bug Howard. Uh, where, where uh, Justin, I know you're you're kind of flipped on that one, aren't you?
1: Yep, I got Bug and then Truesdale.
0: Yeah, so we're we're right back and back, and you've got Brandon Barnes in third. So I mean, look, we're all just kind of throwing throwing uh, darts at this one. Uh, I have Sal uh, actually. I have Sal Canella up there as well in third you have them down in sixth so yeah i mean you know we'll fight we'll figure it out and we'll find out all together where these guys actually land uh come come the first week of the season
1: absolutely and hopefully it's not a thing where it's changing every two weeks but oh, i'm sure it will be
0: <laughs> I, that's i'm saying guys keep your waivers keep your waiver spots hopefully you get some uh deep benches because i guarantee you you're gonna need them come the season starts. So, all right, Justin, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Tell everybody where they can find all of your amazing USFL work and uh, just find you all over the internet. One of the hardest working guys we got in the company right now.
1: Thanks. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, jmarkfootball, or on the SGPN website or app.
0: That's right. Again, all kinds of good stuff coming out USFL-wise for Justin. Uh, Not just USFL, good stuff all together, but heavily focused right now as we turn our attention to the USFL, Even though there's NFL news going on right now, uh, that's all not going to play out until the, end, uh, the beginning of this season. So uh, we got USFL to focus on, and we're going to do that. Uh, all right. Next episodes are going to be coming up in the next couple of days. And then, of course, Friday, we're going to have that USFL mock draft come hell or high water for you. Uh, eight of us getting together. This should be fun <laughs> to do a mock draft for the USFL.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. I know
0: you can't. So, Uh, all right. Until next time, everybody, Uh, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. And as always, let it ride.